Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This episode of the Managing Major Podcast is brought to you by Blossom Hotel in Houston. They are hosting our show live in Houston. We're coming to Houston for the first time ever in the history of managing Madrid. We are following Real Madrid's preseason tour. We've done that part before. We've gone to New York, LA, San Francisco, Dallas, but Houston we've never been to. So Houston, uh, we're doing a live show and it's going to be held at Blossom Hotel. Link to book your spot to the show in Houston is in the show notes. So if you're in Texas, Thursday, July 27th, just make the drive over. It's at 7 p.m. at Blossom Hotel. You gotta book your spot before July 1st because if you don't do it by July 1st, you're gonna have to pay $20 extra. So save 20 bucks and it helps us with logistics as well to plan, so it's win-win. Click the link in the show notes. We are also coming to Dallas and Los Angeles and I know I've been saying this for a few days now, but I promise we're gonna finalize details for those shows in Dallas and Los Angeles very soon. Possibly by tomorrow, but hopefully at the very least, latest by the end of the week. By the way, Blossom Hotel in Houston, it's personalized, attentive service, public spaces with panache, and spacious accommodations outfitted with thoughtful touches are hallmarks of the distinctive property where premier amenities range from a rooftop pool with expansive skyline views to a plethora of elegant meeting and event spaces ideal for memorable occasions. If you're traveling to Houston for the game, book your spot at Blossom Hotel. All right, here's the deal for today, guys. I'm going to answer some questions that came in through our Discord channel. So as you guys know, over on patreon.com slash managingmadrid, once a week, Lucas and I, we go through and we answer questions and do a mailbag. The questions are really piling up because there's a a lot more patrons than we've ever had and uh, the Discord channel is also taken off. So uh, what I might start doing, and I can't do this every week, but I'm doing it this week, is I'm going through and I'm actually looking at some of the questions that are piled up over the past few days so that we don't have to address like 3 million uh, at the end of the week. 
So this breaks it up a little bit and lets Lucas and I breathe a little bit. So here's some questions through our Discord channel. And uh, we're going to go through them. We're going to talk about Bellingham, positions, tactics, um, and whatever else the questions are about. If you want to submit a question through our Discord channel, you got to join the Discord server and then connect your Patreon account through the Discord channel. If you have trouble joining Discord, just send us a DM. Uh, ideally on Patreon because social media, we, we can't really keep up. We don't really check notifications or anything like that. Um, so the best way to catch our attention guaranteed 100% is a DM through Patreon. And then we'll send you the Discord link. We've been kind of toning down promoting the Discord link a little bit because it's getting crazy. And we have well over a thousand members now. And we're just kind of pacing ourselves with how much we invite people now because we don't want to overwhelm the the mods right away. So it's kind of gradually building now after an initial surge. But if you need to join the Discord server again, just send us a DM on Patreon. I got to tell you, this time of year is really tricky. First world problems, I know, but hear me out for a second. So it's kind of this weird time of year where you can actually take a breather. Season is over. You're kind of taking the shackles of a confined schedule. You have to be at your desk during a game or a press conference are kind of over. But it's just actually more difficult, I find, because it's unpredictable. Like during the season, you know the games are at this time. The press conference is at this time. In the summer, it's insane because it's unpredictable. You wake up, you're like, can I go to the beach today? Or is Riyam going to sign something, sign someone in emergency signing where I have to rush home? Uh, then you got like also the official announcements and then there's also the um, the actual presentations which can be uh, a moment's notice like you know the day after like we find out like Fran Garcia is going to be presented at this time etc. So that's tricky and also I always just forget that there's other things to watch during this time so like the season's over and like yesterday my family was like having a a barbecue and they were like you come and I was like uh, it's actually a big game it's Castilla versus Barcelona and they're like but I thought the season was over I'm like yeah but it's kind of like there's still things one thing I really will try my best to not care about is international games but even that sucks you in now because there's like actual like important games like it's Euro qualifying so you can't really ignore it completely either so it's just tricky you don't have to worry about my problems don't worry I love my job it's just uh it's a tricky, tricky time to fill. Uh, I also just wanted to get this recording out in part because we didn't do a free weekend show apart from the Castilla post-game podcast. So if you're watching this episode on YouTube, uh, those Castilla podcasts typically don't get posted on my YouTube channel, but they are uploaded on the RSS feed. So whether you're on Apple or Spotify or wherever you get your podcast, just make sure you're subscribed to Managing Madrid on your app. Uh, so you don't miss those because Castilla did Castilla Corner did do a post game show yesterday after the epic comeback uh, from the boys. So you can go listen to that. All right. First question is from Kunal. Kunal says, "Now that Kamavinga is free from his left back roles after Fran Garcia, how do you think Ancelotti will line up his midfield of Kamavinga, Bellingham, too many, Cruz, Modric, and Valverde?" Great question. I'm actually writing about this and I think it's going to be published by the time you listen to this. So just go up on Managing Madrid and read it. I started writing about it this morning because it was on my mind with the Fran Garcia presentation. Um, one of the things um, 
that has been asked a lot is like, where will Bellingham play? What does it mean for the midfielders? Will Ancelotti deviate from Modric and Cruz? Will he be forced to play a different style of football? What will happen to Kamavinga? And I think this kind of leads us all the way to my prediction, which is I think Ancelotti, his hand is a little bit forced to play a different brand of football. The reason I say that is because there are two midfielders who I think are undroppable at this point. And I know it's really, really, really premature to say this um, and football can change and nothing is for sure. So feel free to take what I'm about to say with a grain of salt and call me naive. But I think Bellingham starts right away because he's already one of the best midfielders in the world. We did not pay $100 million, uh, for him to not have a starting role right away. Although you could say the same thing about Chiumeni and we kind of knew how that worked out as the season went on. But I think Chiumeni's case was a little bit different just in the sense that he had the injury after the World Cup and uh, Ancelotti, I think, for whatever reason, just lost trust in him was vocal publicly about his lack of form. And so I think a lot of that was harsh on him, to be quite honest, because other players who were performing poorly did not have the same short leash as Ancelotti did with Ancelotti. The standards seemed to be a little bit different. But with that out of the way, I think Bellingham is a, is a starter right away because he's already one of the best, best midfielders in the world. He's also extremely versatile. So he can play, uh, we mentioned this already on so many podcasts, but I'll just to rehash it in 10 seconds, can play as a... Uh, an 8, can play as a 10, uh, can also play as an attacking midfielder, uh, a non-traditional winger who can break lines, one of the best dribblers in Europe already, can bring goals from midfield, can also track defensively, can enable you to play a pressing scheme, can also play a more, more conservative role where he's asked to defend and burst on the counter, he can do anything. But what I think is interesting is that uh, part of the reason, not all, but part of the reason Ancelotti was forced to play Cruz and Modric all the time, especially in big games when you could argue that a different approach was needed, was that Kamavinga had to go fill in at left back because of Mendy's injury and form. With Fran Garcia's arrival, that changes things. That frees Kamavinga from that spot. In any games where you're either missing Mendy or Fran Garcia, the other one can deputize that role and take it on. So that is exciting to me to have that option to take Kamavinga from the left back position. Although I think Kamavinga has been really good at that position, all things considered, it's not his natural spot. He did have many um, defensive deficiencies, you know, balls over the top behind him. He had trouble reading those. Uh, Bernardo Silva in that second leg against City really took advantage of him. But, you know, it's also true that you kind of give him a pass because it's not his natural position. He played great against Bernardo Silva in the first leg. He also had one of the best defensive performances of the season in that one-on-one duel versus Rafinha in the Camp Nou earlier, just prior to that. Uh, against Chelsea, there were issues there in Sanford Bridge, but then, as we know, with, with what Ancelotti said to me after that game where he was talking about, like, we switched uh, Modric and Fede, and that helped Kamavinga defensively quite a bit. Like, he's been alone on an island in a lot of those situations, right? So you have to give him the benefit of the doubt. That being said, as well as he's done at left back situationally and, and, and most notably offensively has helped Vinicius, he is now going back to his best position, which is central midfield. So you have that uh, variable, which Mordish and Cruz have to look at. Uh, then you also have the Bellingham case, which is a player who has to start 
given his profile, enables you to play so many different ways. He is the poster child of like the prototypical modern midfielder. He's going to be the face of it, I think. Him and Kamavinga both, to be honest. They can both do like so many different things. So if you have both of those guys on the field, then that leaves like a, one or two options for Chumeni, Modric, Cruz, Fede Valverde. Uh, now, at the time of this recording, we don't know. Maybe Modric will take the Saudi Arabia offer. I'm not sure. Uh, I wouldn't blame him if he does, given how lucrative it is and how if there's anyone who's earned the right to take a contract like that at this stage of his career, it's the legendary Luka Modric. There's also the Danny Ceballos variable, which could be affected by Modric's decision, right? So the Modric Ceballos and or what if, well, you know, that remains to be seen, but we'll, we have to at least entertain the idea that at least one of them could be in the squad next season. So what will Ancelotti do? Is he forced to play a different way? And I think this is something that I've mentioned too. You have to give Ancelotti the benefit of the doubt. What, regardless of where you are on the Ancelotti job security spectrum because he's going to be here next season a lot of people feel that he should not be here next season given the way the league campaign shaked out uh and how disastrous it was regardless of what you think of him um some people feel there's a new cycle that's needed but you have to give him the benefit of the doubt in the sense that we've seen Ancelotti play different brands of football 14-15 completely different uh 13-14 completely different and then you fast forward like he had to play a different way because he felt that he needed to be more conservative. He couldn't press and sustain pressing sequences with Modric and Cruz. That was his public reasoning. So will Ancelotti go back and play a more aggressive, high line, high pressing system because he has a Bellingham profile? So that's, that's I think, the interesting question here. And so I'm, I'm looking forward to see what he does. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. We're going to move on. Uh, Drumil Karia says, Hey guys, one for the next mailbag. For people who haven't seen Jude play too much or are not familiar with his play style, if you had to explain to them what sort of profile he is, which, which current or former world-class midfielder, would you compare him with the most? Is he a Zidane? Modric, Cruz, Pogba, Kevin De Bruyne, Yaya, Gerard, Lampard, Xabi Alonso, Iniesta, Bastian Schweinsteiger, or any other midfield you can pick. You can use a combination of two midfielders to explain it if needed. Interesting question. I'm going to do process of elimination. Because I don't think any player um, is exactly like Bellingham. 
But that's also true of many great players. Every player is unique. Like if Zidane and Bellingham are not perfect parallels, that's because Zidane is unique and Bellingham is unique. I'm going to do process of elimination and then ultimately probably combine a couple players here. Zidane, no, because Zidane um, wasn't kind of like the box-to-box athletic um, player who can also defend a lot. Cruz, not as mobile, although uh, at his peak, could play the 10 role, could play higher up the pitch quite a bit. Chabi <clears throat> uh, Alonso, same thing, not as mobile, not as great of a dribbler as Bellingham. Iniesta, obviously has a dribbling part down, no question. Not uh, a defensive, um, not, not kind of just like the more tracking back kind of midfielder. Although, as a presser, phenomenal. One of the greats. Yaya, no. Plays too deep. De Bruyne, interesting. I think De Bruyne is probably the best example. But I think the combination will be monitoring De Bruyne. Obviously, guys, obviously, I just want to make it clear in case anyone misinterprets it. I'm not saying Bellingham is Mordecai and Kevin De Bruyne combined. And is, if, if that would be a wild success. That would be one of the greatest players of all time. What I'm just saying from a stylistic perspective, he covers ground the way Mordecai does, but attacks with incisiveness the way De Bruyne does. And obviously we know Mordecai, uh, quite a brilliant creator, playmaker in his own right, obviously. Um, but in terms of the ability to play like just behind the striker, Bellingham can do that the way De Bruyne does. Um, but I think he's going to cover ground the way Modric does defensively. I kind of hate the fact that I'm answering these questions like this because it it does feel like I'm 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 putting him on a, such a high pedestal that I'm bound to be disappointed. But I'm just going based on the profile we have, the scouting report that we have, what we know we've watched him and all that stuff. This is just I'm answering these questions to the best of my ability without really knowing what's going to happen in the future. Phil. MR says, if we had met City in the finals, we would have beaten them, right? There's a lot of dialogue right now with um, the way Inter played City. That, oh, when we see City play, uh, Inter play like this, taking the game to City, unlucky not to win. Why did Real Madrid not do this? I'm not going to disagree, but I'll provide this perspective, okay? I think I think Real Madrid gave City quite a fight in the first leg at the Bernabeu. And I think Inter were quite honest much better than I gave them credit for. They 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 impressed me in the final. But I do think playing City in a one-off game on a neutral ground in the final is much, much different than playing them at the Etihad. So I just wanted to provide that context. I don't think if Inter tries to go at City like they did in the final <clears throat> uh, and, and play that exact same way at the Etihad in the second leg, I don't think it's, a diff- it's the same story for them. I just want to provide that perspective. Having said that, I, I think a bunch of things can be true here. One, I don't think if Real Madrid played better at, uh, at the Etihad, they would have won. And I don't think any team would have beat them, been beaten them that night, to be quite honest with you. 
But I also think it's true that Real Madrid were terrible and they should have approached it way differently. Uh, Lachlan says, Not the most pressing issue currently, but this just annoys me. I strongly believe Kamavinga is the most criminally underrated footballer in the game right now. I understand transfer market is just an estimate and it shouldn't be taken as gospel, but I feel it mirrors a wider sentiment. Kamavinga's value is listed at 60 million euros, the same as when we signed him from Rennes. For context, Pedri is listed as 100 million, Gavi 90 million, Bellingham 120 million. I've been very impressed by his stint at Madrid, and I'd go as far as saying that he is our best midfielder. Guys, am I delusional and biased, or is everyone sleeping on Kamavinga? You're not delusional or biased. You're right. I This actually blew me away. When you said 60 million euros listed as transfer market as his value, I said, there's no way that's correct. I'm going to fact check you. You're wrong. You misread it. That's what it says on transfer market. Mind-blowing. This is where we need to get the Barca PR machine. We need to learn something from them. If Camavinga was called Camavinguinho, if Camavinga was called Camavingi, his value is at least 600 million. He is arguably the... I mean, apart from Bellingham, who we just signed, I wouldn't. I don't know if, I, 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 if there's any other midfielder you want to build your team around. Pedri's the other one, obviously. I'm talking about like a young midfielder who fits with modern football, who just gets it, versatile, already well ahead of his age. <clears throat> Kamavinga's way, worth way more than Gabi. Pedri, okay, I, fine. Great player. But I mean, the Kamavinga, 60 million. I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't sell Kamavinga for anyone, man. Uh, for any other midfielder. I also just want to say Kamavinga should have like a 2 billion release clause. Uh, not only would I absolutely laugh in the offer of a 60 million offer, but I, I wouldn't I wouldn't sell him at all. Like that, that, that guy is invaluable to me. So thanks for bringing this attention. I might write an email to Transfer Market. All right, guys, uh, here's the thing. As you heard in like that last few seconds there, the audio kind of just got crazy staticky i don't know what happened i think my mic loose wire um the bad news is i kind of lost the, the remaining part of the podcast the good news is that there was only like two questions i think that were were missed and they were kind of just in some sense repetitive a little bit with lineups and bellingham and stuff like that so it wasn't a huge deal but uh i did want to just wrap it here and say thanks for listening and we do have a pretty good schedule coming up daily so Tomorrow, Matt and I are going to record something. Wednesday, Mahedi and I are going to record something. Thursday is the mailbag with Lucas. And I'm sure we'll do something on at least at least one podcast in the Friday, Saturday, Sunday range. So we're going to continue recording strong throughout the summer. Uh, as always, make sure you're a patron so you don't miss out on the content. And please go read some thoughts on Bellingham I had today on the website. Uh, Matt Wiltsey also has a really interesting article about <clears throat> Real Madrid's track record with signing players 30 and over. And turns out, shocking statistic, that we've only signed 11 players in Real Madrid history after the age of 30 and only one in the Florentino Perez era. So Matt lists those names and 
Obviously, this is related to Harry Kane, sign him or not, etc. So go read that as well. Keep it locked on the website. Keep it locked on the podcast. And please, if you're coming to Houston, book your spot ASAP. And we'll catch you tomorrow with another show. Thanks, guys. Hala Mari. Sports Social Podcast Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.